I had trouble writing a sermon this week. It's always hard anyway, because you, you want to speak to everyone and that's impossible. And everyone's coming in with different headspaces and moments and so you just can't really know for sure. But this week, it was really hard to write a sermon. I, um, I, did, I wrote a 10 minute one, threw it out. I wrote a 12 minute one, threw it out. I wrote another 10 minute one, threw it out. I wrote about an eight to nine minute one, I threw it out. And finally, I realized I can't write a sermon this week, but I can write an email. So I left Google Docs, I went to Gmail, I pulled up my email, and I wrote an email to you. That felt better for us anyway. <laughs> the subject line reads, in grief, showing up is enough. Dear, insert your name, but I put dear peace. Our community experienced a terrible tragedy this week, and a wonderful family, who we love and adore, is suffering. As someone who likely has the best view of our community as a whole, I can tell you how widespread the heartbreak and tears and distress and sleep deprivation have been. And yet, just as equal in measure has been the outpouring of love and support and prayers and resources. At the same time, I have also taken notice of what often seems to be the case when tragedy arises. We are left reeling, angry. We are questioning God and everything we believe. We cannot comprehend the why with any tragedy ever, much less when one of our children suffers. It's unfair and we feel helpless we are hopeless. And yet, if these are my options, to feel hopeless alone or to feel hopeless in community, I choose community. I choose loving each other and trying our damnedest to hold each other up when we don't understand and when we don't have answers. I choose community because what is faith if not drawing from memories that fuel us forward? And what memories best hold up our hearts than the times we've loved or been loved most fiercely. I choose community. I choose to remember how we've shown up in the past and how it's carried us. And I choose to show up now too. In the good and the bad, I choose you. I've seen the most incredible examples of fervent, unwavering showing up over this past week from our community. Showing up for the Stippic family, showing up for Riker. Even from afar, day after day, you have been spreading the news, sharing his story so that dozens of people, actually it's well over a thousand now, have donated. People we don't even know are sharing their resources and even more than that are praying. St. Teresa of Avila said, Christ has no body but ours, no hands, no feet on earth but ours. I believe it any week, but this week I've seen it up close over and over again. So many people being the hands and feet of Christ, so many people showing up. I am learning that when it comes to suffering and grief, showing up is enough. I don't have to be so worried 
about saying or doing the wrong thing. Just show up. Let the grieving know you are there. Bear witness, they are not alone. You are grieving too, now you grieve together. So we don't have to get it right as much as we just need to show up. If we show up enough, we'll get better at knowing what's needed next. I'm realizing that the same is true when it comes to matters of faith. Because isn't it ironic? Tragedy is often what threatens to leave our faith in shambles, and yet tragedy is when we need inexplicable divine comfort the most. Tragedy is when we need assurance of God's presence the most. The irony that we need faith the most in the very moments that it's also the most tested feels like its own great tragedy or some kind of cruel and unusual punishment. But here's the thing. I'm starting to understand that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if our faith is whole or if it's in shambles. It doesn't matter what we believe, what's true and what's not. What really matters at the end of the day is that we show up. This is the life of faith. We aren't doing it wrong. We're choosing to show up. And this is enough. Showing up is a catalyst. Showing up is an entry point. Showing up is the beginning of faith. It's not our final effort. I actually had this epiphany reading the story of the transfiguration. It's a long email. <laughs> I've always loved this story because it's chock full of lessons for us. It's one of my very favorite stories about Jesus. And yet when I read it this week, I really took notice of Peter, James, and John. I was struck by how they all got to witness the transfiguration and how bearing witness was enough for them to take the impact of transfiguration back with them, even though they weren't necessarily transfigured themselves. Surely this moment changed their lives forever, transforming them. Surely when they left that mountaintop, they were different. And yet I can't help but notice that they didn't actually do anything. All they did was show up. And by proximity, they experienced their own transfigurations. They weren't special. They certainly weren't considered enlightened or well-read guys. They didn't even have that great of faith, to be honest. All they did was show up, and it was enough. And it seems important that it wasn't just one person showing up either. It was a group effort, Peter, James, and John. And it wasn't just one person being transfigured. Jesus was flanked by Moses and Elijah. No one was alone. Transfiguration took place in community. It's as if it matters that we stick together, that we show up in numbers. In the story, the first thing Peter says to Jesus is, it's good for us to be here. And I agree, it's good for us to be here in sacred community, trying our damnedest to hold each other up when we don't understand, when we don't have answers, in grief showing up, in crisis showing up, in faith crisis showing up. If you pay attention to the church calendar, you may notice that the story of the Transfiguration is told every single year, the Sunday before the beginning of Lent, that six-week somber season that precedes Easter. We are given this story, this high moment, to equip us as we step into the depths. 
the disciples were given this moment of utter clarity about Jesus to equip them for the road of suffering that was ahead. Earlier, I compared faith to a memory. I actually got that idea from this transfiguration story as well, because while they were on that mountain, their senses were flooded with divine presence. Clouds parted, God spoke clearly, naming exactly who Jesus really was. Everything was so certain, no faith was required in that moment. But then they came down from that glow, that shine. There was only Jesus, no Christ. As far as they could tell, he was just their same old friend again, and I can't help but wonder how well they remembered the day after, or the next day, or the next month, or what about when their friend that had once been so transcendent was bloody and beaten and bearing a cross? What then? In the inevitable moments of tragedy, Peter, James, and John would need to remember what happened before. In order to sustain their faith amid suffering, they would need to draw upon an experience that was now a mere memory. Because really, what is faith if it's not drawing from memories that fuel us forward? And when we really think about it, what memories best hold up our hearts than the times that we've loved or been loved most fiercely? See, we are people who tend to require an awful lot of proof to carry on in our faith. And in this world where we have no good answers to the question of suffering, it's no wonder we want some solid reasons to stick around. But I'm saying, and I've been saying and I'll keep saying, look around. We have all the proof we need in each other. When we are disappointed, disillusioned, stumped by life, I can see how it might take extra effort to have faith in Christ, though he embodied the way of love so deeply and so beautifully. But that's all stuff of belief. Don't overthink it. Now's not the time. Just start showing up. And I think we might be surprised because it will show us how we best understand this Christ love, which is through each other through our being the hands and feet of Christ. Presence so clear, so certain. And so that's why for me, my faith is not lessened, but increased. My faith in you, my faith in what I've seen from this community has increased. And so if these are my options today, to feel hopeless alone or to feel hopeless in community, I choose community. I choose to be present and trust that this one choice is sufficient. We can keep practicing the mystery of faith this way, by showing up. And sometimes it does lead us to unexpected, incredible mountain moments. And sometimes it leads us to valleys, to dry bones, to unimaginable suffering. Either way, I think it's safe to say we are transfigured in the process. From just showing up, we are deeply changed, marked by the moment. And so even though we are filled with anger and sadness and questions, still we come. Still we love, still we offer our hands and feet, we show up for our people. That may be all we have the energy to do. And yet the small grace is this. In grief, showing up will be enough, more than enough. It's a catalyst. 
an entry point, the beginning of faith, not the final effort. May it be so. But remember, we get to decide, slash, it's up to us, slash, we are Christ's body. And gratitude for you. Amen. <laughs>